You're listening to Hardscape Growth, a podcast for business leaders in the trenches. From pavers to profits, we're focused on the topics that help hardscape professionals find success and level up. Let's get into the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Hardscape Growth Show. I'm your host, Alex from TechoBlock, and today we're talking about mechanical installations with Zach from Key Landscaping up in New Hampshire of the United States of America. Zach, thank you very much for joining us on the show here today. How are you? Good. How are you, Alex? Good to see you again. I am all right, sir. You're just coming in from a job site, right? Yeah, actually, we just got off and we're actually doing a 7,000 square foot uh, mechanical permeable installation right now. And uh, for those of uh, those members of our audience who don't know you, that's kind of uh, not a big deal for you. You do that all the time. Not now. I mean, we've, it took a little bit to get, get into the swing of things and, and learn some things sometimes the hard way. And then uh, some other things that really benefited our, our company. And now that's pretty much what we're looking for is driveways. So let's talk a little bit about your company. You've been in business for how many years now? Well, uh, it's my dad's company. So he started uh, 1985, I believe. So he's had it. He went uh, started out as a more of a maintenance company to begin with. And then um, he went to UMass and for agriculture and stuff. Um, I, as I got older, Right around 2000, we sort of were dabbling into the hardscape market and realized that there was a lot more money to be made doing that as far as um, mowing and maintenance and that type stuff. I've been doing it, working full-time with my dad and doing hardscape since uh, when I graduated in 02. Cool. And uh, how many employees do you guys have? Right now, we only got three. That includes you and your dad, or no? That's that's including me, but not my father. My father usually runs the day-to-day stuff, making sure we have materials um, and sort of beating the drum ahead, trying to keep us so that we're not waiting. Okay, so he's he's running the admin and keeping things like step yeah. by step, always a step ahead of the crew, and and yeah, you're on I'm the crew. Trying to nail down, you know, extra leads and stuff like that, and then uh, trying to put out little fires that he doesn't need to take our crew, or he might steal one of one of the guys to go do something small for a day if we can spare him. So okay, all right. So with that small crew, about how many square feet of pavers would you say you lay in a year? Last year, I think we did. I don't know how many square feet it was. I know it was 450 pallets. Uh, it's been the second year that we've been. Um, I'm in New Hampshire. We had uh, top sales in New Hampshire the year before last year. And then last year, we were right around 450 pallets. Um, we so subbed, for, subbed for a job up in, in, uh, up in the middle of the state that had 170 pallets that we didn't buy. So we really would have. But you also laid that. Yeah, we installed that for a big company. They have 135 employees, and uh, our little crew went over. We did 15,000 square feet for 170 pallets mechanically yeah. in five days with screening a bedding layer. So you laid about 65 to 70,000 square feet of pavers last year. Yeah, it's crazy to wrap your head around it. So why don't we talk about how you do that? Because okay. with a three man crew, to smash yep. out that much square footage in a year. Keep in mind in New Hampshire, so you're not running 12 months a year. No. You're working how, how many weeks in a year, approximately? God, the last year we worked right around till Thanksgiving. So, and it fluctuates uh, like up where you guys are, you know, some years it's April, some years it's, it's you know. Yeah. Begin, so you know. it's like, 30, 35 weeks. weeks Yeah, we try and get it while we can, you know. So 65,000 square feet divided by 35 weeks, that's almost 1,900 feet a week that you're putting in the ground. Yeah, it's crazy. At one point on that Alton job, when we were doing um, that job, it was um, 35 pallets we were doing in a day with the three guys. I have one mechanical clamp that goes on the excavator. And then I have a vacuum, the all-rounder that we bought with Phil Baylor down in uh, from Pave, Pave Tool. Tool. Yeah, excellent guys down there. Okay, so, so let's uh, so let's talk about this. You guys have prioritized the use of mechanical installation for a few years now, right? Yeah, so I mean, we use the rounder whenever we can now because I mean it picks up um, 
and they can pretty much make a head for whatever paver that you guys have. We just did an Aberdeen job with you got a hundred and thirty by thirty, you yeah. know, hundred and sixty-two pound paver floating in the air. Yeah. You, know, you just use a toggle switch and one person doesn't matter how person. big, how strong they are. They're not complaining about you know we moved ten pallets, my back hurts. You know, yeah. it's usually running out of material for the for the person out on that, and that's what we've been using our other clamp that goes on our excavator from probes. And uh, we've been feeding the rounder that's on on the pavers and so that you can sort of lay out all of our pavers and pre-stage as close to we can. And then if even if not, we can just move them with the excavator and you know you got 15 to 17 feet of reach on that. So okay. So let, let's let's back up a little bit because not everybody knows what yeah. these tools are. <laughs> so basically what we're saying is you're using an excavator like a mini like a excavator to five yeah. ton excavator on rubber tracks. Okay. And that's moving pallets around and helping you to stage the material closer to the laying face. And yep. then at the laying face, you have another machine that's called the all rounder sold Which by pave tool. Yep. Vacuum it's a, system. It's an independent vacuum system. So this thing has a motor. It's got a big boom armor on it. These swing yep. around by hand. It's got a suction head. With a little yep. control that you control with your hands, so you squeeze the the basically the handle, and that'll right. release the product. And you just you bring it over to the pallet. You let the suction head pick it up. You bring and it over to the laying face, put it down. Yeah, and you can adjust how much up and down. You know, if it want, it'll stay. You can make it hover. You can. It's sort of to the user, whoever's yeah. using. You know, so, you might be different than I am, and you sort of just dial these controls. And there's only two of them. It's really simple and. The guys love it because they're moving. I mean, like this morning, we did we did 18 pallets and we did we went in and we were there at, at 7 a.m. and we left at one and 18 pallets and yeah. it's like all right, we're gonna go home now. We've we've done more than you would lay in a you know with a five man crew hand laying and then everyone's in tired and they and you don't have that consistent production rate. You know, That's we it. might be off by five or pallets or so or but it's not like you did 10 Monday, Tuesday by hand, Wednesday, everyone's feeling it, you know, now you're down to seven and that starts to add up on a job. You know, this job's 70 pallets and, you know, you, you gotta be sort of, it's a different animal with the, with that compared to doing, you know, pedestrian stuff like that. You don't ever have to worry about somebody driving the first time I think we did a driveway. It was like, Oh my God, I hope, you know, is it, is it moving? You know, <laughs> <laughs> But once you get, and all of our guys were, were big on education. I'm one of the only ones. And I think um, Bill Gardaki from Interstate Landscape, we're, mm. him and I were the only two that were PICPI certified. So, yeah, per- permeable interlocking concrete pavement certification. Yep. It's, I mean, we'll come back to certification. I make a note here, but let, let's, uh, I want to circle back to a couple points you just made. One of them being it's Saturday, it's Saturday afternoon. You just got home. You're yep. all fresh. You're, you're you're not dripping in sweat. You're not all dirty. You're not tired. You're doing a podcast. And right. your guys were on site this morning, Saturday morning. They're happy not, to get in. Exactly. Not not grumpy. Not like, oh, man, we got to no. smash out this thing. And knowing that their weekend is scrapped because they're going to be exhausted. Like they yeah. just went around, swung some machine arms around for a couple yeah. hours, grab lunch, head home. The rest of the weekend still yours. Exactly. And then no one's sore, you know what I mean? We did 18 pallets at three guys there today, me and the excavator, one of my guys on the rounder. And I've got one guy that's stringing lines ahead of us to make sure we're using a pure product on you guys. guys. So everything's straight. I got like a 35 foot run across. So he's in charge of that and making sure that the guy putting the, with the rounder, it sometimes you, you've got to tap them back. And we bought a bunch of hand tools from a pave tool. And, for alignment and, and and adjusters and things like that. So you're you're never forcing. You're no, never physically exerting yourself through the whole process. And then we've got an extruder that'll pull out a piece with two handles that's interlocked, you know what I mean? So that was so that stuff has been key of learning, you know, hey, these tools are out there. You don't have to use two screwdrivers to try and wiggle out a block yeah. to get it out and ruin two other pavers in the process. So So how much uh, how much you spend on equipment? I mean, well, I, guess, uh, I would say in a year, but like this equipment's good for for 
a long, long time. So, like, well, we had Phil come up and he, he, we were on a job up in Brattleboro that was a mechanical installation, and yep. he brought up his rounder with the vacuum equipment. And some pavers we can't, it won't let us shift with the permeable, like with the pure, it won't, it won't because of those mine. big spacer lugs on the side, the they, won't, bars. they won't slide on each other. Yeah, right. So we're looking for more mechanical application pallets, but with so with that, I realized that look, we can double stack pallets too high in a staging around. We had a big cul-de-sac that we did, and we had I bet there were 80 pallets just around that outside edge that I could reach in 15 feet, grab them, and then put them out in you know where where my guys were with the rounder. And if not, you you wouldn't have been able to do that because with the rounder, you can't a full pallets just about. You know, because you're picking up a big, the height. big suction head too. So yeah. any more than that, it's starting to get to now the guys are having to work, you know. Yeah. So we're trying to make it that once we realize that you can take that clamp, grab a whole layer and swing it out, and put half a pallet to them. And I've still got that other guy that maybe he's done doing his string and that alignment. Mm-hmm. I can put a layer or two right in front of him. He's not moving. You're just doing, you know, even though you're hand laying, the block is right close to the guy so so you purchased that machine after working with it last year once we had it come up to up to Brattleboro on a job and see what it did and then got in a couple hours that they were there they brought it up in the morning and we Mm -hmm. worked it through the day and it was like the guys were sad to see it leave and that was you know I talked to my dad and he's awesome about making sure that the guys are happy you know they're not killing them you know they're ha- like today the who wants to come in is you know you don't have to come in on saturday we we know how it is but both of them come right in and it's been awesome so um, that one was like 40 for that i think the clamp was around in the 20s okay the the clamp for uh, oh, the, the excavator excavate. For the excavator, so it's a mini you need to have two sets of hydraulics on your on your excavator yeah so outside of the excavation equipment that you already own, that a right. lot of people listening already own, you put $60,000 of additional equipment into oh, your, no. your fleet, yeah. basically. Yep. Um, and you can run, the, run the, our excavator clamp on a skid steer if you had the room, but the, just the versatility with the, with the excavator and the swinging. And you just yeah, you, could, you could just move around. It's a, it's a lot more agile for, for right. a site. Right. So. $60,000 of equipment. Yeah. We bought an asphalt paver, which has been unbelievably life-changing as far as Okay, well, okay we'll, we'll get to that. Let, let, let's, okay. One thing at a time. You guys are buying up all the machines. But that's, that, that's 60K that you dropped on yeah. those two machines. That's yep. a lot. It so is. How do you come to the conclusion like, this is a no-brainer, we're buying it, for part when, one, and then part two we'll get to is like, how do you actually make sure that it's profitable for you and and like that's a smart investment not not just like make the decision to purchase but ongoing make sure that it's it's paying for itself and it's earning you know like i said these driveway jobs are a little bit of a different animal at least up in here you know where a 50 pallet backyard patio is a you know extravagant patio you know so we're getting into these driveways and then we've done a commercial job setting, you're talking a hundred pallets at the minimum, you know, six trailer truck loads of block coming in. Yeah. You know. So once you can start to see with three guys with moving that type of machine, I mean that we were doing 35. The most we did were 42 pallets in one day. And that happened to be a Friday on that Alton job was saying, you guys, if you guys get to the end of the driveway, we don't have to come back up here tomorrow. And it was, you know, put a little extra into it. Yeah. yeah. But 42 pallets in a day, like I said, you're not going to be able to do, we're not going to be able to do 10 pallets for five days. You Now you're only 50. So you've got another week coming. And the so, guys, you know what I mean? So you have two weeks worth of work that we did in five days. And the guys didn't feel like they put down 10 pallets to begin with. You know? Yeah. So just trying to like piece together, like how do I get there with my own business? Because there's a couple of things going through my head. I'll tell you what they are. One is like it, it's it's all fine and dandy to say like, hey, this is going to you know almost quintuple our output per day. Fantastic, right. but you need to have the jobs that it's appropriate for, which you guys are selling. Yeah. And B, you need to sell enough of them because if you're yeah. producing five times faster, That's you need easy. to sell a lot more work. 
Exactly. So that's what was becoming the problem. We were turning sure. away a lot of work. Of no, we turn away some work that we don't. You know, the too small, the thirty foot walkway. You know, it takes too much time to mobilize for this. And then when you've got that job where you got a five thousand square foot, it's you can get in and out of there. And we were getting buried. So like we had the last two years when we start out in April, we're going off last year's work. So like. Right now, I'm just starting June when we get out in April. We're just starting to do this year's work that came in. So we're catching up, but it's still, we've got a good market over here where we've been lucky. I think we've got 23 driveways in, in, in our yeah. portfolio now. So. so for your business, driveways and large commercial pavements are the best fit for yeah, that's, what, that's what I look for because you know you got a lot like this one. You got you're in one setting. You've got three guys that we use from down uh, a little bit below us. I happen to be in a construction. They're on the heavy end of the construction, so they've got the big machines. So yeah, job I'm on. I just paid them. They've got trailer dump and a big excavator with a uh, rotator on the front of it. Yeah, he's got he's invested in equipment. He's got Trimble with 3D earthwork. So we just tell them. This the degree of the slope off of our plan, and his machine just digs and it. So you you have a subcontractor basically coming in who's like mega yeah. equipped to just like excavate to yeah. the ultimate precision for exactly what you need. So you guys come in and you're just hammering out jobs. We that's how we went in. They went in and that's like I said with that asphalt paver. And that's it. Now now let's talk about that asphalt paver. So so how are you using that? We've always, me and my dad had always talked, you know, and said, man, it'd be cool to see that. And we also talked with Glenn. We went to HNA a couple of times and actually sat with those guys and we were talking with them. And he's like, we've got one of those machines. It's like a hundred thousand dollars, you know? And, uh, my friend had one that did us. his buddy does a big $20 million worth of asphalt paving. And we were saying, you know, let us try that on the weekend. Would he let us try it and see if Three quarter, or even I was more focused just on three eighths coming out of it. Just, the, just uh, the bedding layer. The bedding layer, because yeah. you know you, you're trying to screeze seven thousand square feet. You, you are, are away with. Yeah, you definitely want to do that by hand, right? <laughs> pipes and a straight edge. Like, how that, many pipes you, know you need to I mean? do? <laughs> you got a quarter mile of pipes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we were doing it, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, finish." Finish asphalt, at least down here, is in three eighths form anyway. So it just doesn't have all the other stuff in it. So yeah. now we're using the we use the asphalt paver and load that thing with three quarter, and we've been doing our base. And you just literally this one, the job we're on, has got fabric four inches to three quarter with a layer of triaxial grid in between it, and then okay. another layer of four inch over the top. And we're running the grid out. And the guys throw some rock over the top of it out of the hoppers so that we're not. So you're not trafficking the grid directly with the the grid. Yep. And then we just go right over it and he just puts out a lift and then we'll check it. And sometimes you'll have to go back over, but this has a vibratory scree on it. So, okay. So it's it's agitating the material as it's coming out. So it's pretty smooth. It's it's pretty smooth and And consolidated. Exactly. And then we take a roller and back roll over over the top of that. And then you own a roller? Yep. We ended up buying one at an auction and just, you know, we need one because we have a CR7 Weber reversible plate yeah. compactor. Great it machine, too great small machine, for that. Just taking too long, yeah. you know? So that was sort of like that stuff. It, it, it worked, you know, and it, it yeah. worked for that year that we did it. And then it was in the wintertime is saying, look, we made these are the wants that we need. How many of these, like you said, you spend in 60 grand and that stuff. But at this point, it's paid for itself just with the, I mean, just with the happiness of the guys of, you know, like I said, it's Saturday. It's gorgeous out. It was a hundred dollars. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful day. You yeah. know what I mean? And they're like, they're like, oh yeah, we'll come in. You know, they, and it's sort of like, hey, I'm running the machine today. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, it's a perk. It. It's awesome. It becomes a perk, man. And then I, you look I, back and say, I did 18 pallets today and it's, it's, you know, yeah. One o'clock, and I'm I'm not yeah. sweating. How do you, how do you guys uh, how do you guys stay in shape? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Machines are yeah. doing everything. I know, but it's, the technology's been great. You know what I mean? Like I said, some of these jobs, my company wouldn't have been able to do something like that. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. But uh, 
I just think it's so cool to, to, to hear what you're saying because you're taking every angle possible to make these large pavement projects as efficient as possible. You're removing a lot of the heavy lifting, a lot of the heavy, the hard work, and you're making it easy to execute too. It's not just like you're, you're, you're removing the effort level. You're removing right, the no. difficulty level too. I'm more focused on the details, on the cuts. I always tell our guys that the, the, you guys make, we're 100% techo. You know, you guys make the pavers look you. nice. You know what yeah. I mean? No matter what. It's on the focus on the cuts, you know, making another cut. If that cut doesn't, if you've got to ask and say, hey, is that cut okay? You it's already know. My guys are like that. Throw it out. And and it's uh, okay. Like, it's okay to be demanding like that because you're giving them such a pleasant and easy work environment right. to be in. Like, but just they, focus on this stuff. Right. The effort they, there. And they enjoy it too, you know. Yeah. And this year's been tough. We just haven't, you know, we could use another, you know, we're busy, busy. We could probably have two positions open. Just, you know, if that's that way up where you guys are. But uh, everywhere, everywhere. The labor has, has been impossible in 2021. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why, that's why I really wanted to talk to you about the machines because you're overcoming a big chunk of that labor yeah. challenge. It's you and two guys out there laying the 65,000 square feet in yeah. 30 to 35 weeks. It was That's crazy something. last year. You started looking at the pallets and it's like, holy crap, like we're at 450, 500 pallets, you know, in yeah. a year. And it's like our, our dealer that we get them from, we're bringing back 200 pallets at a time. At a time. You know? <laughs> and it's like, where are you getting this? So yeah. it's been good. This and, year's uh, been challenging as far as getting pavers and trying to steer the customer towards this paver, you know, driveway that you're, you get a little bit more limited as far as what Yeah, product. and you want to pick the materials that are going to work with your system. Right. Yeah. The pure um, has been excellent through that, so. That's good. I want to ask you, like, um, a lot of contractors I talk to, especially in the United States, less, less here in Canada, driveways are more popular, but in the United States, a lot of the feedback I get is, there isn't a market for paver driveways. I know, and that's what uh, my dad actually went down to, down to Pave Tool this week to get um, some of their hybrid edging, and he was saying, you know, they're down in Connecticut, which is yep. a lot more ritzy than you know what I consider New Hampshire. I mean, don't get me wrong, but no, well, New Hampshire's you know, quite a bit more rural. Think it'd be than, a lot uh, more right. You'd think yeah. it'd be a lot more, you know, demand for it. And he says we're not. We're doing big outdoor backyard patios, especially now with the the whole COVID stuff. People are staying home. And I said, well. On this job, we had in the next door neighbors, like, I want to be on this, you know? So it's like, it's, I think a lot of it's teaching as far as when they see pavers and go, you can't drive on that. You, you live in New Hampshire, you can't salt that. You can't put a snow plow or snow blow it. And it's like, well, no, 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 that's true. misconceptions, you know yeah. what I mean? We make the pavers in Canada. Exactly. And in the United uh, States, but like the company started in Canada, like it works. Right. So my dad went with that and said, okay, let's see. And yeah. we built, we had a salt shed and we used old pavers. We had Blue 60 and we had some wet cast. Oh, that. yeah, that's true. I we remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had a salt shed and we stored like 25 tons of salt. And it's like, all right, let's see how good your salt warranty is. And it was, they were scratch from the, from the, from the bobcat up yeah. going and scratching them. But they were just as solid as they were because we, we actually just moved shops and we had to pull those yeah. out and they were yeah. solid. Because well, you know, the, the, the reason why is, I mean, yeah, we, we make the products to have a lifetime transferable warranty, including deterioration caused by de-icing salt. But the, the reason why is because we use finer aggregates. The right. choice of aggregates plays a big role too, but using finer aggregates instead of um, 10 millimeter stone, like a lot of manufacturers will use in the industry, uh, we, the largest stone we use is five. So five right. millimeter, then two millimeter, then wash concrete sand. Those are the three aggregates that get used together right. with pigment to coat everything. Because everything is smaller in our recipe, we need more pigment because you have to coat every particle and there are more of them because it's small. And you need more cement to glue all these tiny pieces together. So what that means is you end up with a product that is denser than its counterpart made with larger aggregates. It has more glue holding it together. Therefore, it has fewer pores, and those pores are held together stronger than the alternatives. So less water gets absorbed in, and that water, when it freezes, it expands. 
Yeah. Plus you have the, the, the salt factor. The salt is a molecule within the water that when that freezes, that expands even more. So that weakens the, 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 the structural integrity of the piece of concrete and right. the brine of uh, the salt water that from the melting snow and everything, that right. salt actually attacks the, uh, the cement. So all those things together mean that the denser the product is, the tighter the surface is, the right. more cement it has, the greater chances it has to resist freeze-thaw cycles and de-icing salts. And yep. that's how we make it for, or that's how we started making it for Canada when the company was founded. And that's how we continue to make it with every single manufacturing site across North America, regardless of Canada or the US, regardless of the pavers for Shabugamu, Quebec, which is way <laughs> up there, if it's for New Hampshire or if it's for uh, Tampa, Florida, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Same and recipe a, all the time. That's a big reason we've we've had some other brands and way back when when we started and we've always been hundred percent techo. We used to say, Oh, we'll put in whatever and you know, we give a three year warranty on yeah. all of our stuff with all the labor and stuff like that, and we've never had an issue, you know. Why do you go three years? You ever think about doing more? My dad had it for five and he just um I don't know, he just felt more comfortable with it. The more people, more contractors, stuff like that, where you do a little networking. Other places are different. It's not due to any quality or lacking. Like, like I said, a lot of times we try and overbuild. A lot of people are familiar with biaxial geogrid. Yeah. Um, we're using a triaxial, so it's mm -hmm. actual triangles. So the more support that I can get in there, like on that the other job, I had a triaxial back in on the that sandwich of three-quarter we were talking about with the grid in the middle. Yep. Yeah. We hadn't gridded the front section up on the top, and you could see the three quarter was, you know, how rock does. You see the it. impact of the grid, yeah. Motion because that weight, you know, he had seventy thousand pounds on. He was backing down to the asphalt paver, yeah. And you know, it's the best thing. The asphalt paver came up. He drove back down the driveway and then screeded up another section. There you go. Um, I'll make sure that we add a, a link to it. We have a great video uh, that yeah. shows how. Geogrid works in a pavement in the base to distribute load better because basically, just just to preview what that video is, I know you know this because you're using right. it but just for the listeners. Right, like, right. Three quarter inch clean stone, ASTM 57 stone, is very strong when it's consolidated and it's confined. So imagine having a pile of three quarter inch stone. That you try to, if I tell you there's a $100 bill at the bottom of that, and all you have to do is punch through it, you'll punch through and you'll get to it. But if there's a $100 bill at the bottom of a bucket that I fill with clean stone that I've shaken around, there's no chance in hell that you're punching down through that stone. The angularity, right. the friction of the stone, and the fact that it can't be displaced outward means that it can resist no matter how much load I apply on the surface. I've realized this is a podcast and people are just hearing me clapping, but I'm slapping down <laughs> of my head. But like, no matter how much pressure I apply on the surface, it cannot displace outward. Therefore, I cannot get down. Right. And what grid does in a pavement system is a similar thing. You have your fabric that wraps along the bottom and up the sides. That's confining. But at the thickness of that layer of stone, I can right. still have some level of displacement. By adding a layer of grid halfway through, it's additional confinement from within. Therefore, I can't displace outward, so I cannot have displacement downward. So I can't right. have rutting or settlement. That's why right. using grid in a pavement system is a super smart idea and reduces the base thickness overall. It does. And that was the other thing is, you know, the, the soil consistency has, to, has a lot of things to do with that. We're on a job where we did uh, the Brattleboro job. It's a food co-op. It was 6,000 square feet of Hydra. Yep. And it was a two lanes, one in and one out. You know, it's one basically a parking lot, but there was a parking lot behind it. So they had 15 to 20 trailer trucks come in every day. So you're talking ESOL loads, uh, estimated single axle loads that are going across that. Yeah. You know, it's a lot different than Mrs. Smith's driveway where, you know, you got two cars in the house driving right. in and out every day. And you're not ever really, only thing that's coming in there is you have to take in consideration was the oil truck. The oil truck's got to get- Once in a while. Truck. That's right. That's right. So you've got to sort of make sure that you're building it, you know, and 
you can not use the grid, like you said, but you have that standard stabilization. When I was taught when ICPI, it's like a couple pieces of put a column of, or a, a shovel full of stone down, but in between, put even a napkin or a piece of paper towel and then try and stack bricks on one that has the two napkins in it compared to the one that doesn't have any. You'd be able to stack the ones from the left side onto the right side with the napkins in it. Yeah. It's just crazy how that little bit displaces that weight. Yeah, another another way that uh, that I've explained it to people is kind of like uh, folding laundry. Like if you create a big pile of folded shirts and you just keep folding them and stacking them, folding them and stacking them, the stability of that versus taking the same number of shirts and putting it in shelves, right? You know, it's all smaller piles. Exactly. It's, all, it's the same number of shirts. Yeah, well, but it's way more stable. When the, that trailer, when that truck, that triaxle hits where we got that sandwich of grid, yep. there was literally no movement. Nothing, it's nothing. It's incredible. Like you're it's watching incre- it whoosh out in front of it, and he hits where the grid is, and we've nothing. got it open so that you can see it, and it's, yep. and then dumps his load, and then drives out on open stone. You know what I mean? We backed him up enough so that when we, he was dumped, he had a, a about a truck length of grid underneath him so that he could get up back up the hill. And not dig down and not run himself in there. Like you said, that open graded stone by itself, it's strong. But once you add some, some rotation, rotation, exactly. Yeah. You know, then it becomes a mess. Yeah. It's good, man. These are some good lessons that we're sharing here too. Do you have any concerns with water when you're, when you're doing this stuff? Because um, New Hampshire is a lot of like very rocky and clay, right? Real, yeah. There's both, you know. So that's like on this job, we were real worried because we it, it's going through the woods almost where they had a road and then they cut down to go to the lake, you know. So a lot of that's which falls under me and my dad. Usually, my dad has me go because I more or less I think he doesn't want to dig the test holes. <laughs> so <laughs> go around and do some test digs and make sure, you know top bottom three you know three test digs see how far down you are you know if it runs into clean sand then you know we, in this spot we want to make sure that it's almost the same across the property so that that's been the big thing like i said that Brattleboro job but we worked 24 hours because we had to dig out all that six thousand square feet brick rock and everything and then as we got in there me and my dad did three test digs and they had fabric on the sides and I almost think it was, you know, like, uh, we don't need to put fabric in here, just sort of tuck it in the wall and make it look like it did. Cause where we test dug, there was fabric and as we got into it, there wasn't. And it, and the more and more we got in, we were probably a 12 inch deep, you know, base of stone on that. And it ended up being, you know, almost 30 inches that we ended up taking out at making the decision at 3am where no one's there. We've got to change this and make it right, you know, because that's primarily why it failed the first time. Just they had no fabric. The stone was migrating. It was river rounds in the bottom. You know, you can't use anything that's rounded. Yeah, I know know the project, like that big parking lot that you're talking about, right? Yeah. So you were redoing a parking lot. It wasn't a new parking lot. No, it was And with six-year-old paved stone you know, falling apart. They were, when, when you drove in, it sounded like we were w- coming in on a horse-drawn carriage because, <laughs> you know, there it was rattling so much. Oh, it's clacking. Yeah. There's no joint stone in yeah. between some certain spots and people were yeah. getting actually hurt. So that's why they made the decision, you know, to redo it. And we use Hydra and they're so happy and we put sealed it. So that's cool. So let, let's break down just a little bit, just because, I'm familiar with the project because we've we've talked okay. about it, but just so everyone understands, so this is an old parking lot, six thousand square feet. It was yep. done just a few years ago, but just like you said, ago. there wasn't fabric along the bottom and wrapping up the sides, so oh. the stone could not be consolidated. The stone could mix with the soil below, so right oh, off the bat, no good. Then yeah. the stone type, you said the stone was round, rounded, you know, yeah. So round stone, what's the problem there? It just won't ever consolidate and get, you know, there's nothing, there's round on rounds, almost like your fists, you know, it, it yeah, never they, they just slide hard. around and it, you'll never get the, the load transfer, the sheer transfer of energy. So and as a vehicle passes on the surface, that load is supposed to go down and out, down and out, down and out like a big cone. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if the stone is round, 
it can't it go from stone to stone because they just yeah. roll and slide. It almost goes laterally. That's right. And the more you build up, the worse it gets, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So it got to the point where after six short years, just because of those two things, I'm sure there were other things wrong too, just judging by how the horror story that you're telling, but just on those two things alone, it would fail. (laughs) Right. I don't think the contractor either, it was either A, didn't know or just didn't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's been on my thing that my dad's always taught us is, this is going to be here longer than, you know, you should, you should be, you know, if it's built right and the next person doesn't want to change it, that should be the only reason why this is gets touched again. Yeah. You know, as if you, Alex doesn't like the color, I want a different paver. Other than that, we build it so that it's there. And that's why we're getting a lot of this. We've got a reputation now. I think to my knowledge, we're one of the only companies in Cheshire County that's doing driveways and, stuff that you drive on. You yeah. Know? A big permeable mechanical installed jobs. You're one of the few in the country. Because people are seeing it, you know what yeah. I mean? They're going by and going, holy crap, you know, we had one job. They're that- beautiful. And the value is is unmatched. Oh my God. And the, you know, and then like you said, they're functional. They're, we've got one that's heated underneath. Yeah. The guy doesn't have to worry about plowing. There you go. You know? And it's permeable. So when the snow melts, it's it gone. Like, it disappears. And that's right. The best thing ever. If you, I mean, I live in Canada. Right. I live in Quebec. I deal with snow every winter. If I, yeah, if I, if I can have a heated permeable driveway, it's a no brainer. We've been just trying to put that into them now, you know, is this what the, I don't have to worry about rock salt. I don't have to worry about plowing contract. I don't have to worry about shoveling. I don't have to worry about my grandparents slipping when they come over and visit. I don't have to worry about the anything, nothing. There's nothing to worry about. The system comes on and it's not like it's, everyone's like, Oh, they're on all the time. And this system comes on, but when it's going to have an event, you know, so you're not paying for it and you're actually upfront for no one to, you don't have ruined grass and from the plow guy, you know what yeah. I mean? Well, a yeah. couple of our driveways, we, you know, we know you have a plow guy, but we would like to at least plow it for this first year. And if there's any issues, we know we did it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. we don't do that a lot, but a lot, uh, on a couple of them, especially when we started. When you know, it's big it's, enough, uh, you'll, you'll take that responsibility well, to make sure. It was that, more uh, in the beginning when we first started the driveways. It was uh, uh, more of the fear of, you know, I don't want Alex to come in and drive in there with his snowplow and just, you know, just bomb rip it up. <laughs> you know, so You've seen me drive a plow, have you? <laughs> <laughs> now we don't worry about it. And we encourage people. And like I said, on, on the driveways, we throw a heating option in. We've been using a company called Thermahex, and they're actually yep. out in New Hampshire. Yep. And they will they tell you how wide your driveway is and if you have a boiler. And they will make you panels that fit for that. You just unfold them and then have the plumber hook them up. And then we're screening over the top of them. You know, the other, cool. one's, other one's ProLine that we've been using. ProLine's great. I've worked with them a um, few times now. Like their services, just give them the plans, tell them what you want to do, and they and, handle the rest, man. Boom, it's there. It's, yeah. Yeah, those guys are unbelievable. Yeah, so. the service is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Larry, Larry over, Larry Steveson. Yeah. 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 Once you get those in and you, 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 people start talking, you know what I mean? Especially now where we're on the job we're on. Well, that's the thing, right? People say, oh, there's no market for driveways. Well, you'd be surprised. You do a couple all of a sudden. Oh, they start the, and now it's like, we haven't done this many driveways. You know, we've got, we're, so we're in Keene. We've gone as far as like Lake Winnipesaukee. So that's two hours away. We got an Airbnb that week and just stayed up there, brought all of our equipment up yeah. on a trailer truck. And we stayed there and just went to town, you know. And like it sounds that. like a great place to work. Oh, it's you just awesome. go and live on a lake every couple of weeks. Lake. Yeah, a lake. Operate life. machines all day. <laughs> yep. So and you say you're hiring, right? Oh yeah, you come on down. <laughs> we'll put you to work. <laughs> what are some of the lessons that uh, or things that people need to watch out for when when thinking about mechanical insulation and stuff? Like, it almost sounds too good to be true. Like there's, there's gotta be things you gotta watch out for. Oh, right? it does. I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't have enough money to go out and buy a brand, you know, a nice asphalt paper. And the research we've been doing, you, know, you spend a couple hundred grand, you know, on an asphalt paver that you might use. So if you can find somebody that, you know, is a reputable guy, you know, or something like that, that has one, or even an asphalt guy, yeah. the asphalt guys around our area, 
has just been tough because it's like us. We're trying to keep I'm trying busy. to yeah. job and they want to lay asphalt, you know, yeah. and they don't understand, the, you know, we had one guy say, oh, the, the paver, it's got to be on track. So that's one thing, the wheeled, wheeled no, paver. It'll rut. It won't go in and, you know, yeah. so it's got to be on a track. And then we realized also is this one that he's got now, this guy that we're using, it has like three different ones and he does some really big paving. So we've got one that's like a Carlson paver and it's got a vibratory scree on it. And that's been, if we buy one, it will have that vibratory scree, you know? So we want to What buy about the laying part? What do you mean? As far as laying, laying like, down? Cl- like, like you had a clamp, you, you had a clamp for a while and then you got we the all around. We right? had, we had a clamp and it was the, like I said, it's, it'll, we use that for, we've used it for like blue 60 over a, over a raised retaining wall that we didn't really have access to. Oh, um, that's smart. Had like a tiered, a tiered retaining wall. So you, you couldn't actually get out into the backyard. It was like, a we built a wall and then they wanted to do more below. So setting over the walls, setting over pool fences and stuff like that, mm-hmm, if you can't mm-hmm. get through, but the guys, there's not, a, you know, maybe there's only five or six pallets. Some of our jobs aren't always, they're not always 70, you know? So when we had five, you had a, a big fence that the guy just had put in and didn't really want to take it down, but I knew that I could grab onto my clamp, grab the blue 60. We put a pallet on the other side of the fence and that was right where the patio was and problem solved. You know what I mean? You get six pallets over the wall, probably took an hour to move those pallets. You know, Interesting. no one was lifting that's, them. You know, yeah, it's not really a benefit I ever thought about, but yeah, yeah. If, if it saves you from ripping down walls and fences to be able to do the, the project, yeah. that's a big advantage too. Yeah. So some of the non-permeable pavers, the machine will shift on the excavator clamp. It's yeah. got you can, you can adjust them for how much shift you want. Yeah. yeah. When we're talking about shift to like a side shift, like you're like, right. a, uh, like you pick up a pal- a, a layer off a pallet, it's a square. Right. You want to shift it so that you're breaking the bond lines on the pavers. This clamp will do that. Yep. And the permeable ones, it won't. So you guys have like Hydra and stuff like that. That's pretty shifted. So we can grab that and I can lay that, like you said, right off the cube when you're doing, you know, a four by four square. Yeah. You know, it's just continuous. And then it's like, hey, someone get in the skid steer and bring me another pallet because it's it's gone. That's it. Six pallets in an hour, you know, the other day, and it was like, holy crap! That was six pallets are gone. So let's uh, let's recap a little bit here. So you guys are basically three man crew. Yep, laying sixty five thousand plus square feet a year in about a thirty to thirty five week season because of the climate. Yeah. You're focused on driveways and commercial pavements. And you're achieving this and permeable applications, and you're achieving this by using a combination of three three key pieces of equipment. You have an yeah. excavator that's equipped with a clamp. You have the uh, pave tool all rounder, which is a vacuum head, multi-purpose right. vacuum head, independent machine, and you you're using an asphalt screeder that's helpful for uh, your lifts of base and yeah. your bedding layer. And all of this means that you are having tremendous production rates, tremendous output. The guys aren't tired. That's, and the guys that's, aren't tired. That's been the, one of the biggest things. And then, you know, as far as nice saws, we get IQ saws. The guys aren't breathing dust. They got them a mm-hmm. nice generator that'll handle the two, you know, the. So you're not flipping up, breakers in the client's home or anything. Right. Yep. So. What else? Any other um, cool tools or equipment? Um, as far as like uh, a lot of those tools from straighteners, removal. Oh, yeah, tools, a lot of those hand tractors, tools from Pave Tool. Uh, yeah, those yeah. have been real good. You still need some of the, a lot of the hand tools, even though you got machines. You still have to use. Well, it's the, the adjustments, right? Some spots the uh, the asphalt paver won't fit in, so that'll go down from this one's doing from eight, and we're pulling a fifteen foot wide screw all at once, and it it takes longer to. You got one guy in the skid steer bringing three eighths constantly because that uh, that asphalt pavers moving about as fast as yeah. you can walk. Well, no the, other, the other yeah. thing I like about what you just said, though, is it's true. Like your, your skid steers, your excavators, like those machines become far more versatile. Slower. Yeah, versatile and, and they're earning a lot more. 
Yeah. Right. They're not just like, well, we dug just digging it out. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Like they're, they're just they're running the whole time. So it, it, it makes yeah, a lot more sense to have it on site. Yeah. And when we can't stay no downtime. Right. Exactly. So that's why it's been nice with these guys, because they've got a lot of the bigger equipment. You know, they've got a, a 16 ton excavator right, with a. Yeah. They'll dig that one, thing out. Yeah. One, one, one swipe. They're taking one <laughs> yard out in one scoop. And it's like, all right, you guys, Massive. this is what I need. And this is. You know, the fabric has been the big thing of learning that this fabric is not just fabric. You know, there's you got a apparent opening size in these mm-hmm. with a with permeable pavers. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our dealers that we've been, you know, not dealers or just people we've been trying to source fabric from, and it's like, look at I need a, a an apparent opening size of seventy to a hundred, and they're That's like, right. you know, and I need so we've been using this um, fabric permeable three fifty. Okay. And that's by Alliance. And yeah. I went to talk to one of the guys and I would talk to the, one of the product guys. And he was like, this is what you want when you ask these guys for it. And these are other, some of the yard guys don't know what this is. You know what I mean? Because right. there's not a lot of demand for it. Yet. Exactly. But, and that's why it's important to do your research. And that's why it's important. Like, I know you're a techo pro. I know right. that you, you come to our shows, like contractor showcase all the time. Well, I know that you're, you talk to our reps a lot. Yeah. But like certifications and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is I've got ICPI. It's uh, in the first one, the, um, in, what is it? Installer course. Yeah. The uh, inter- interlocking concrete pavement yeah. technician got, course or whatever uh, it's called. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the commercial technician paver course and then yep. PICPI and then NCMA. Yeah. Just those stuff, just with the permeable base. Nine, like my dad said, it's ninety-five percent of our jobs. We, I don't think, I can't remember the last time that we did a sand base with a gravel base. It's all hybrid base. It's you all open to, graded. You don't have to yeah. worry about if it rains, whether you're doing a driveway or patio, or even that thirty-foot walkway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so much easier. The other day we got a torrential thunderstorm, and stuff was that was just. That's it. Yeah, hang out in the trailer, let it pass, yeah. and then come back out, get to work. Prior to that, it was like grab tarps, you know, like you, you know, like why yeah. you stand there, grab tarps, and then you were still screwed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anything, uh, anything you want to add here before we wrap up, Zach? We've covered a lot of ground here. Yeah, I don't think so. Like I said, it just can't be afraid to think out of the box. Sometimes that's one of those things. Is you know, it's we tried it at our shop. That's where we learned how if this is going to work, we put out a big layer of three-quarter, 57 stones, and then we back the asphalt paver in it like you were at somebody's house. And is it going to come out of there? Is it going to churn or, you know what I mean? But like I said, you just got to, sometimes you got to try it and have it, you be the guinea pig. Like when we did the driveways, my dad tore out his asphalt driveway and he's got a thousand, I think 80 square foot driveway. And the shared driveway and all three of the neighbors, once they saw it go through a winter, they ended up doing the whole driveway. It was like another 10,000 square feet. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Zach, I want to thank you for, uh, for joining us on the show. I think it's really cool that, uh, that you guys try all these different things that you put, you know, not only do you try them, but then you, you adopt it and you optimize it and you're not afraid to make the investments to take the next step. No, but the stuff that you guys do is super cool and it's the type of thing that's pushing the industry forward. I appreciate that. It's been a learning curve. I mean, like I said to my dad, you gotta sort of you learn from your failures. It's not gonna be all sunshine and rainbows. And some stuff hasn't, you know, learning that you can't if you catch the grid or the grid's not too low in the in that horizon and you catch it with the asphalt paver, you make a lot more work for yourself. So mm-hmm. Teaching the guys and the other guys that you have subbing for you has been one of the big things is, you know, these guys are dirt work guys. They want to dig dirt and, and go. And it's like, well, we've got to do fabric and it's got to be clean. You can't track that dirty excavator back into my clean stone. And that's been one of those things is teach educating our, our subs yeah. of why you can't do that. And that, that, that's why there's benefit to attending events and, and checking exactly. out you know, courses on hardscaper.com or, or, or taking the ICPI or NCMA courses. Right. Uh, I'm an instructor for both organizations. I've, I've taken the classes. I've taught the it classes. So useful. It's important to understand. It, it's not that 
You're going to take the course and like, bang, I know how to do everything. Right. But it teaches you a lot of the principles so that you understand what's happening on the site around you. More of a why, you know? Why, yeah. why, why can't I drive that excavator back? It's just dirt. Isn't it going to wash through? Well, you know what I mean? It's going to end up on the bottom of your fabric. That's it. It'll prematurely clog the bottom of the system. And then and before you guys even... realize that, that goes, oh, hey, you know, the, I caught my other guy the other day. Hey, don't don't drive in here. You clean your tracks first, mm. you know? There's a good lesson there too. Oh, yeah. It's not just you that knows it. You make sure that your whole team sure knows, your subcontractors know, everyone understands the why behind all the decisions that you have exactly. in place. So you have a bunch of people who think and see things the same way you do. And it makes sense because they know why. You just can't say, yeah, right. hey, you can't dirt drive in there, you know, because you got dirty tracks. It's like, well, the, like I said, it's going to end up all on the bottom and it's going to clog that fabric and, you know, no getting that out easy. No, man. <laughs> awesome zach if uh people want i'm, I'm sure this is gonna generate yeah. a bunch of questions if people want to reach out to you what, yeah, anyone the, can reach out you can uh email me at zach z-a-k underscore 708 at yahoo or okay. on uh, facebook is key landscape and irrigation on facebook i'd be happy to answer anyone's questions or if you guys want to reach out through you guys and anything like that i'd be more than happy for sure. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you very much, Zach. Really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. That's uh, Zach from Key Landscapes. He's a techo pro out of New Hampshire. Smashing yeah, anyone, out commercial work all the time. <laughs> if anyone's in the, you know, close to my area, I'd say New England, and they have a large area and they want to see, you know, help on their job, we're not looking to take work. You know, if that's something you guys want help with, then we'd be more than give us a shout and that's awesome. do what we can do. Like I said, we subbed for that big company. Like there are 135 people in this little company where the, our subs, three guys and us and five days, 170 pallets. Yeah. And then Friday we were leaving and there were, there were jaws were on the ground. Like how the hell did they just do that? You know? Yeah. No, no, you guys are awesome. Like even when you guys came up to, to tackle yep. block a yeah, few yeah. years ago, just to, to test around and see like, can we yeah. mechanically install the aqua storm? And you yeah. can if you keep it in a in a in a straight it, pattern, right? But, but like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's we exactly we learn. But that that's that's what I appreciate about uh, about right. you is you're willing to yeah. try things, you're willing well, to travel to try things. Like it's just you just want to help the industry grow. And that's why I wanted you on the show. I love what I do. I enjoy going to work, and that's how I got the two good guys that I've got, and they enjoy going to work too. It's yeah, you know you look back and say you know this is going to be here for a long time. You know, and I built that. That's so. it. Uh, you should be very proud of what you've done and what you continue to do. Thank you very much for uh, joining us on the show. And, thank you again, uh, Alex. Thank you. Until next time, everybody, uh, work hard, pave harder, and we'll see you next week. Awesome. This episode is brought to you by TechoBlock. For over 30 years, TechoBlock has been transforming outdoor spaces into inspiring artscapes. Our endless innovation has resulted in the industry's widest range of pavers, slabs, walls, caps, edging, steps, and outdoor living features. Visit techoblock.com or follow us on Instagram at techoblock to discover why our products are the choice of the most creative contractors and designers in the game. Techoblock. We live to create. You've been listening to Hardscape Growth, a podcast for business leaders in the trenches. To ensure you never miss an episode, please subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you use Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to give us a quick rating for the show. Just tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time, work hard and pave harder.